0: everybody to phoenix and Filippo pop culture chaos on this tv tuesday september 28th we want to thank you all for joining us today and as we do each and every day let's go ahead and kick things off with the nerd news well it's been announced that the classic competition the series american gladiators is set to make a return According to Deadline, MGM is teaming up with WWE to produce a reimagined version of the popular competition series that began its life back in 1989. The new version will also feature a plethora of WWE wrestling superstars that should serve as a solid cross-promotion for other WWE programming. The rebooted series is currently being pitched by Mark Burnett and his team, which is based on the original format created by Johnny Ferrero and Dan Carr, broadcasters, and other platforms. It would be great timing for this to come together because a documentary about American Gladiators has been set as an upcoming 30 for 30 from ESPN and Vice Studios. American Gladiators initially ran between 1989 and 1996 in syndication and is widely considered one of the first reality competition series. The show had amateur athletes that competed against uh, each other, as well as the show's own gladiators across a range of challenges and obstacle courses the show was previously rebooted on nbc in 2008 with wwe wrestling star hulk hogan and muhammad ali's daughter lala sorry Layla ali hosting moving on shortly after revealing that marvel studios and hulu's hit monkey would be swinging onto the streaming service on november 17th we have our first teaser trailer for the upcoming animated series Marvel's Hitmonkey tells the tale of a wronged Japanese snow monkey mentored by the ghost of an American assassin as he cuts a wide swath through the Tokyo underworld in this darkly cinematic and brutally funny revenge saga. Created, showrun, and executive produced by Josh Gordon and Will Speck, Marvel's Hitmonkey has Kevin Fogelsong, Matt Thompson, and Neil Holman co-executive producing, Duffy Bourdreau, Molly Brock, and Marcus Ross- Rosentrader producing boy that's a mouthful to say uh with that being said let's go ahead and watch the trailer for hit monkey and uh, you can decide for yourself you're not like those other ones are you mm-hmm. you and me we're connected you're gonna have to kill some evil people that totally deserve to die because it's your destiny Well, not your most subtle work. You know, if you're looking for a little constructive criticism. It's time to put an end to this monkey business. He's coming for me. No, he's one of the good guys. He's here to protect us all. Wow, you look like a badass. I never thought a six-inch inseam would turn me on. Looks like so much fun and the voice of jason sudeikis anything he does i am in now moving on it was just last week that amazon released a teaser trailer for their eight episode series inspired inspired by the 1997 slasher i know what you did last summer and the 1973 lewis duncan novel that the film was based on and now they've already dropped the full trailer online which we'll post up on our facebook page as well the first four episodes of the show will be available to watch on october 15th And will and sorry, the remaining four will be released on a weekly basis. A new episode will be released on Amazon every Friday, building up to the season finale on November 12th. Coming to us from Amazon Studios, Sony Pictures Television, and original film, this take on I Know What You Did Last Summer was written by Preacher and Gossip Girl alum Sarah Goodman, with Craig William McNeil directing the pilot. The show has the following synopsis. One year after the fatal car accident uh, that haunted their graduation night, a group of teenagers find themselves bound together by a dark secret and stalked by a brutal killer. As they try to piece together who's after them, they reveal the dark side of their seemingly perfect town and themselves. Everyone is hiding something, and uncovering the wrong secret could be deadly. Stars uh, Madison Isman, Brianna Jew, Ezekiel Goodman, Ashley Moore, Sebastian Morarusso, Fiona Renee, Cassie Beck, Brooke Bloom, Bill Heck, and Sonia Balmores. Moving on, director Chris Columbus, who uh, is known for Harry Potter and The Sorcerer's Stone and Home Alone, is getting ready to conjure up some small screen magic for Disney Plus with a live action series based on his House of Secrets novels. In House Secrets, siblings Brendan, Eleanor, and Cordelia Walker, aren't pleased when their family relocates to a creepy Victorian house once owned by an occult novelist, Denver Christoph. By the time the Walkers realize that their new neighbor has sinister plans for them, they're trapped in the magical house traveling through the fantastical intertwined universes of Christoph's novels. Columbus will team with his 26th Street Pictures' Michael Barnathan and Mark Radcliffe to develop the three novel series which Columbus co-wrote with the late Ned Vizzini and then finally here on nerd news fans of Quantum Leap have a reason to celebrate series star Scott Bakula has confirmed that talks are underway for a possible reboot of the series which originally ran on NBC for five seasons from 1989 to 1993 during a chat on Bob Saget's podcast Bakula didn't reveal everything that he knows but he did say there's a chance that the series could be brought back what he had to say there's, sig- there's very significant conversations about it right now. I don't know what it would be. I don't know who would have it. The rights were a mess for years. I don't know if they're even sorted out now. That's always the biggest complication. So if you're a fan of the series Quantum Leap, there is hope possibly on the horizon. But with that being said, we are gonna go ahead and head into our commercial break. When we come back, join you, Tony. Boy, words are hard this morning. Tony is going to be joining us for our daily deep dive. So don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in just a couple minutes.
1: Behold, my losses. Ooh, let you me know, do something right here, huh? It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! With an exclusive loot on surprises not on adore every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Calabonga! To the Loot Gaming Video Game Box! Woohoo! To the Loot Crate loot Box, once with kids today?
0: Welcome back folks to the second segment of phoenix and Filippo pop culture chaos on this tv tuesday as you can see i'm joined by my co-host tone himself mr Filippo tony how you doing this morning
1: i'm back baby it's tuesday it's uh it is tv tuesday we're talking tv on this episode what day I don't even know what date it is. It's uh, September, September 28th today. <laughs> Jeez Louise. I, I just know. had to look at my, if I would just look at my clock, my clock would just tell me. It's right
0: there. So I know, I know. That's all right. My In ever. any case. Makes folks, it hard, but I'm doing good, Brand. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's just busting out episodes, getting some work done. And of course, you know, trying to keep you guys, the listeners, entertained with uh, this new format that uh, we're still Working out a few of the bugs, but uh, regardless, having fun. We're going to try to
1: go all week. We're going to try to have a new episode every day this week. And so far, so good. We had one yesterday. We have one today. We've got some planned tomorrow.
0: So, <laughs> all good. Now, if you want to tell us how much you're enjoying the show, uh, give us a call on the Phoenix line. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or 855 336 for the alphanumerically impaired Keep it interesting and you may just get on the air with us on a future episode. Now in this segment, being that it's the second one of the day, we like to take our daily deep dive into a review of something related to the day. Today being uh, TV Tuesday, we're gonna be talking Marvel Studios What If.
1: Well, you know, that's just like uh, your
0: opinion, man. So What If is an animated show on Disney+, Plus, bringing back a lot of the actors to voice their characters here. Not everybody, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, a, a lot of big names. You know, you won't see Robert Downey Jr., you won't see Brie Larson, but, you know, you, we got... Uh, Chadwick Boseman, and then in this most recent week, uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth returning, and it's a take I'm really on,
1: surprised they didn't bring back uh, um, Brie Larson.
0: I, I actually, like, what's she doing right now? With her, I'm not surprised. She's doing Nissan commercials. Um, but in any case, so, what that if is a take that
1: on... Is a little bit more uh, productive, I guess.
0: <laughs> ...on a comic book series from Marvel, where, uh, you know, they... As the intro so aptly says, ponder the question, what if, and, you know, they're sort of alternating uh, alternative timelines of, you know, what if this happened? And it's all through the eyes of the Watcher, who in this case is voiced by Jeffrey Wright, fantastic actor, great voice, and, uh, you know, with what happened in the multiverse split in Loki, this is the perfect piece of animated canon for them to branch out and play with characters and play with concepts that uh you know we really haven't seen before within the mcu uh, it is nine episodes long so we just finished i think s- episode seven came out last episode seven week. yep uh, they've already announced that a second season with nine episodes uh, will be coming out, uh, I think, next year, which, again, is awesome. Gives them a chance to explore more of you know the movies that have come out through phase four. And, uh, you know, at first, and Tony, I know you agree with this, uh, wasn't too sold on it. You know, the very first episode was, no. what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? I was disappointed in that it followed Captain America, the first Avenger, so closely, but just kind of swap the roles a little bit. Uh, the animation is fantastic. The action is fantastic, but I don't think it went too far out there for it to be, you know, a true what if. Um, uh, same boat tone?
1: Yeah, episode one, I told you I didn't like the series. I wasn't impressed with it, which bummed me out because Marvel, you know, I love almost everything Marvel does, but the first one, not that great, but, uh, you know, as we go through these episodes here, uh, we'll you'll pleasantly love to hear what we have to say about the rest going forward. But don't judge it based off the first episode if you no, haven't no. started the series.
0: Give it a chance, and it progressively gets better. Uh, the second episode mm-hmm. was "What if T'Challa became Star Lord?" This is where the Ravagers accidentally stole T'Challa as opposed to Peter Quill, and then you know how that sort of Guardians of the Galaxy universe progressed with as Star-Lord, where, you know, he's diplomatic, he's smart, he's responsible versus, you know, Peter Quill's childish, immature, uh, you know, everything that we've come to see in the MCU. And it's crazy, you know, how, uh, you know, he got Thanos to be part of his crew and, and, you know, convinced him not to wipe out half of the universe. And that was the first real true what if where it took a hard right turn on a concept and then played it out uh, pretty well.
1: Oh absolutely. I really liked the second one. Um I still wasn't 100% sold. I liked it. Um but uh you know, it uh it was still for me to grow. I still had to get past the first week's episode. But second episode was good though.
0: What got me was the uh kind of towards the beginning where uh, T'Challa or Star-Lord is is going to steal the uh the Infinity Stone and uh Korath is there just like in the first one and asks who he is, you know. And, you know, with Peter Quill, you know, Star-Lord. Who? And in this one, when he said <laughs> Star-Lord, Korath starts fanboying out. And throughout the whole episode, he's just this giant Star-Lord fan.
1: Yeah, it wasn't, it's it's a much different take, which I liked. It didn't follow Guardians of the Galaxy. So then you knew you were on to some good stuff with this show. It wasn't going to be a cut and paste of what the movies were
0: exactly now the third episode was what if the world lost its mightiest heroes i thought this was an interesting take on sort of a murder mystery um and you know typically for me i'm i'm able to guess the outcome of most mysteries just because in studying film a lot of them follow the same formula i think this one did a, a really good job in uh changing things up a little bit and then you know the fact that uh and I won't spoil it, the murderer was who they were, uh, I thought was very interesting. You know, still not the best of the series yet, but I think it was definitely a step forward to the next few episodes that we're going to be talking about.
1: Yeah, it was uh, It was an interesting take on who the killer was, but yeah, in this, in this episode, the only thing to be spoiled, because it is when the world lost its mightiest heroes, um... You lose uh, Tony Stark. You lose, um, you know, Clint Barton, uh, Bruce Banner. All the, yeah, all uh, the original all, Avengers. All the Avengers pretty much die. And uh, who the person was that was killing him was shocking. Um, but like you said, it wasn't the greatest, but it was finding its niche. But, uh, you know, I did enjoy it. Like you said, they progressively got better. I, I didn't like episode one. Episode two was okay. Three was like, okay, that wasn't that bad. But I still wasn't sold after the first three. So it wasn't until the next one where I was like, okay, I'm in. This is great.
0: (laughs) Well, I love the way that they killed the Hulk, but uh, I won't say any more than that for those who haven't seen it yet. The next one is you were talking about... Check it out. Is uh, what if Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? And this one, I mean, it went not only into the emotional side of things, which I didn't expect from, you know, an animated cartoon the action was amazing, and the outcome wasn't the, you know, the happy ending that you would expect from something like this. It was, it was, it was almost perfect on every level.
1: It was. This episode was. It was dark. It was sad. Um, it was. It was crazy to watch. Um, but I was hooked. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, if now, if all the episodes are like this. I'm I'm sold. This this is almost one I think they should have started with because I was hooked. Yeah. Like yeah, and- every episode from here on has been fantastic. And this was great storytelling, super sad, interesting, and uh just worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch.
0: And it's the only one so far that I've gone back and watched twice and i mean there's a few yeah. that i plan on doing that with but uh, that one was so good i had to watch it again uh the next one yeah, episode that one's 5 that was a thumbs up totally next one was uh what if zombies of course this was a take on the uh, zombies comic comic book run of you know uh, of zombies and uh, had a really interesting take on how the quantum realm was sort of the catalyst for you know this zombie invasion and this was just a flat out fun ride you know if you love the zombie genre if you love superhero movies this was a fun take
1: well done loved it i even loved a little futurama nod in there uh with somebody's head in a jar
0: oh that's right yeah yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah just just the head in the jar you know that was a real Nice uh, nod to the Futurama series. Uh, But what a crazy story. Um, No spoilers. These are things you want to go watch. But uh, love the take on, uh, you know, what they did with some of the characters in there. So um, especially, uh, again, I don't want to spoil anything of who's in that episode or all that. But you'll know when you watch it. Real good episode, though.
0: Yeah. And the head in the jar was definitely the comic relief. Played perfectly.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Next episode. Also was, helped that
1: that character came back to really voice that character.
0: Exactly. I, I couldn't imagine anybody else help. doing it. Yep.
1: Episode no. six
0: was what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? And this takes us all the way back to the beginning of the MCU where Tony's effectively blown up. Well, it didn't happen in this one. Killmonger came around and uh, this was a great sort of like <laughs> espionage type uh, uh, storyline. Where, you know, Killmonger, you know, he he sets himself up as a good guy, but you know, he's always working things in the back end. And, and how that ends up playing out is really well told and uh, uh, interesting to see, you know, what would have happened to Tony Stark had he not had this life changing experience.
1: Yeah, he was actually, spoiler alert, he was better off going to what happened to him in the movies than this. So, um, but, a great take on it, and I love that they did this. they did it different. This is, uh, you know, it starts out. you think you know what's gonna happen, but then it goes a hard left and it's a completely different story. So um definitely worth the watch, and I loved what they did with it.
0: And then finally, the episode that was just released last week that uh, I think is both of our favorite episodes so far, and we're going to go a little bit long in this segment uh, just because we're having so much fun talking about it, is uh, what if Thor were an only child? And so I basically pondered the question that, you know, what if Odin didn't take the infant Loki from um, that realm and, you know, Thor would have grown up being a spoiled child and, uh This one at first was a little off-putting because I was expecting along the other lines where it's action-packed and serious. This one was a full-on comedy, and it was so funny, so good. Uh, Kind of continued on the fun stuff that we got with Thor Ragnarok, what we're going to see in Love and Thunder. Yes. And uh, just ramped it up, and I had so much fun with this one, Tone. What about you?
1: Loved it. Watched it, uh, you know... Just on uh, Saturday, I checked it out and uh, absolutely loved it. I thought the humor was fantastic. The one-liners, the fact that Chris Hemsworth was back to voice Thor. Natalie Portman was back as Jane Foster. Um, um, who's the voice of Darcy Lewis? I know you are good with the names. Um, yeah. Uh, Kat Dennings, uh, Kat, sorry. Yep,
0: yep. Cat
1: had- Kat Dennings is the voice of Darcy she was there. Um, Howard the Duck makes an appearance. It's a big-ass party. Tom Hiddleston is back as uh, Loki. Um, Ice giant Loki. Just really great. eyes. yeah. It's <laughs> just fantastic. And then um, Frigga is back, although no Rene Russo voicing her. Uh, but the fact that basically Thor's this big party animal and and he's wrecking Earth, as he called, what is it, Midgard. So it was like he party he fell in love with Jane, but Jane finds a way to go to Asgard to tell Frigga like, Hey, your son's out of control. Um, we kind of need help. And then when he learns that Frigga's coming, he has to be the party pooper and clean up the mess before he just get in trouble for mom and just comedy. Jeff Goldblum's in there as the grandmaster and, and uh, Korg is in it. So uh, it was a really fun episode. A lot of humor a lot of one-liners and then the very end which i won't spoil you just gotta watch it love the cliffhanger at the end where it goes from ha 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 to oh <laughs> oh shit yeah. okay
0: yeah. gotcha yeah. Yeah, big, big, mind-blowing ending, but uh, so much fun. Definitely well worth checking out. And, you know, the, the series as a whole, the other thing that's interesting is we know that uh, it's all leading up to uh, the Guardians of the Multiverse with uh, uh, the Watcher, as you've noticed, each episode, he basically went from sort of an outline in the first episode, you know, almost an apparition, to more and more uh, corporeal you know, inform as the episodes go on. So I'm getting a sense that he's getting ready to step in and, uh, you know, do some things within the MCU. And,
1: And for the record, we won't spoil which episode it is, but one of the episodes, not this one, that's one spoiler. Um, the watcher actually does intervene a bit, um, where they have a conversation. So, uh, you know, it's curious to see where he's going with it. I'm really enjoying this. Uh, Brian Andrews is the director of all these episodes. He does a fantastic job. And then the writing abilities, again, guy A.C. Bradley and Matthew Chauncey, they take turns telling these stories. So um, I hope they keep the same flow, same animation, same everything for season two, because I'm really loving where things are going. Exactly. And thank you, Wikipedia, for giving me some of this uh, quick, quick bits for these names because otherwise i would not know who was writing it i'm not that smart and intelligent but i gotta give shout out when things are well done so shout out to those gentlemen out there (laughs) fantastic show if you're not watching it now get on it it's great
0: and speaking of where things are going we are headed into our commercial break but when we come back we are going to be talking about our retro rewind so don't go anywhere we'll see you guys in just a few back folks to phoenix and Filippo, pop culture chaos we are already to segment three here on this tv tuesday and uh we say it every day we're all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on facebook live or youtube live now if you want to get a hold of me on social i'm available at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio that's christian with k phoenix with an f radio of course with an r or on instagram at phoenix media radio Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Filippo5381, that's F-I-L-I-P-P-O, or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Now, this segment is going to be a little bit shorter because we got into uh, Marvel's What If in the last one, but as we do, we like to take a look back on something we grew up with, we loved, in this week's Retro Rewind. Now, this one is going to be, uh, well, you know, let me play the intro to it real quick, and then uh, we'll go ahead and get into it. So uh, enjoy the next uh, Minute 12. Filmation presents... And the masters of the universe. I am Adam. Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Greyskull.
1: This is my fearless friend.
0: Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, <laughs> By the power of Greyskull! Hmm? I have the power! Future. became the mighty Battle Cat. And I became He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe.
1: And the most nasally son of a bitch around. Right?
0: Only three others share this secret. Our friends, the Your Sorceress, at <laughs> Arms, and Orko. Together, we defend Castle Grey Skull from the evil forces of Skeletor. he <laughs> <laughs> So and I the didn't Masters. realize
1: how nasally that he was. Oh. I have the power, and Skeletor will never beat me in my tiny whities. Okay, they're not tiny or whiny.
0: I love how cartoon intros now are like 10 seconds long, where back then, you know, a minute 12 for basically explaining the whole plot of, you know, what you're about to see and I, it was unnecessary, but at the same time, you know, we were kids when it came out, uh, you know, 1983 ran until 1985. Obviously the sole point of the cartoon was to sell toys. And we had tons of the toys, so many of them. But if you go back and watch those old episodes now, it does not hold up as well. <laughs> it was basically the fight of the week with terrible animation. The mouths didn't sync up very well. The dialogue was terrible. Uh, but, you know, I have fond, fond memories of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. What was your experience with it as a kid, Tone?
1: Loved it, man. I was all about He-Man. Uh, I There's a picture I still have that my mom took. I had a Masters of the Universe poster on my wall, and I've got my Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain. I had all the action figures. Um, yeah, man, I used to play with those things, and... Um, had all kinds of really cool ones you know like some of my favorites was like skunk or with the stinky ass one that patchouli, like oil. You said patchouli oil <laughs> yeah made all your other toys stink um i had the blue and uh yellow and blue guy with the rings and he had like the like the little holographic thing in the center and he yeah. spun around he was cool they had a whole yeah, bunch dude, of fun had,
0: little gimmicks, you know, which which, you know, made yeah. it better than, you know, a lot of just kind of the, the like the G.I. Joe toys. You know, they had the rubber band waste, but these had like mechanisms and things they would spray or shoot or, you know, chop. And yeah. that that made them really cool.
1: Or did you have the Did you have the green guy? I don't remember his name, but he had the suction cup face. And if he, he could squirt the water, if he pressed his stomach, I, totally I had, had him. him. And he had the suction cups on his hands and stuff. Yep. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I loved, uh, masters of the universe, the cartoons. I don't really remember, but based on what my aunt tells me, um, seeing as she was around me a lot when I was a little, little kid, um, she said I was everything. He man, he man was like the, the greatest thing on the planet. I remember right. my mom took me to see he man live at Toys R Us on, uh, was at McCarran Boulevard in Reno <laughs> was it um, cross the guy in the suit mall. it was but as a kid man who gave who gave two shits you were seeing he-man totally <laughs> so, but I also remember, yeah, Snake Mountain was badass. Like the, I remember the mouth, like you could troll the mouth, and then you had the weasel thing with the microphone, and it had the echo. Snake Mountain. <laughs> yeah,
0: I also uh, sometimes I'll Ray find Skull these childhood
1: or... pictures and I'll throw it on our uh, page just Very... for a throwback because it's there somewhere. I just have to find it.
0: and you know it if you enjoyed it it's worth going back and checking out the old cartoons just to relive that nostalgia don't get your hopes up too high
1: my aunt still thinks I still love it and it's okay I love anything I get but she got me this for Christmas it's the Masters of the Universe comic collection which is all the mini comics uh, from the action figures you buy because inside you know they always have the comics and all that so
0: very cool Uh, fun
1: little thing there yeah
0: and then, you know, obviously, it you know, big news over the last year was, you know, Kevin Smith's reboot on Netflix of Masters of the Universe that disappointed a lot of people, uh, myself to some degree included. Other aspects of it are fantastic, like the animation, the voice acting, but uh, story-wise, a little problematic in places. Um, but, you know, it, it lives on and, uh, you know, it's going to continue to live on. But uh, it all goes back to that original 1983 classic.
1: Yeah then they hey they've re-released those action figures and you can get the funko pop versions there's a lot of them i don't have any of the funko pop ones because as you can see in the background i have more than enough funko pops i don't know where else i can put them at this point so
0: (laughs) well folks that does do it for today's retro rewind uh tony is going to be collector's corner time Exactly, but uh, he'll be back with us again tomorrow. So, in the meantime, uh, stay tuned. We'll see you up next on the Collector Corner. See ya! Welcome back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of Phoenix and Filippo Pop Culture Chaos on this TV Tuesday. Now, I wanted to remind everybody that you can find us anywhere. You get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all, so uh, there is no reason that you can't find us. And uh, in the meantime, it is still listed under the previous show name, which was the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, but uh, we are slowly switching that over just so that it's not a complete shock to people under the new format and the new name. The other thing I wanted to remind everybody about is our daily Instagram story poll, just go on there and make your vote for whatever the vote of the day is. Usually it's one character versus another character, one show versus another show. Uh, it's a versus, and uh, just by voting, you are entered into a chance to win a Loot Crate subscription mystery box uh, at the end of the month when we pull one name of somebody who voted, and uh, you know they get a nice little prize for doing something that they would probably do anyway. Uh, As a reminder, you can vote every single day for a chance to win. Uh, So one vote equals one entry. So we encourage everybody to vote as much as possible. Obviously, one entry per day. Today's daily poll is Friends versus Seinfeld. That was a big... uh, point of contention in the 90s as far as what was the better series there were people who were either solely in the friends camp or solely in the seinfeld camp rarely knew people who were huge fans of both but uh, you know that's just the way it goes so with that being said let's go ahead and move into as we do in our fourth segment the collector corner
1: take my money
0: now, as far as collecting goes, it doesn't always have to be props or memorabilia or limited edition things. Sometimes if you are a fan of something, you just want replicas or things that were created that remind you of a particular thing, in this case, TV shows. And going back to our Instagram story poll, we are talking Friends because uh, it is not only a series that I've started re-watching again, huge fan of it, I've seen it the series many many times and as a result uh, you know it obviously had a big following and a lot of things came out of it uh merchandise wise that you can own for your own home that uh, lets you relive that fun of the 90s so with that being said let's go ahead and get into our first piece of uh, friends tv show merch that uh, you can own and uh, you may want to in this case especially if you have a purple door it is the friends replica picture frame Yes, there was the Central Perk couch and Joey and Chandler's Big White Dog, but few pieces from the Friends set were as memorable as the vaguely Victorian picture frame hung on the back of Monica and Chandler's door. In fact, when Friends aired its final episode in 2004, the very last shot zoomed in on the yellow frame and the people it surrounded. Whether you want to display it on your door or hang it on your wall, we found a great replica version of the famous yellow frame on Amazon. This replica version measures 8 by 10 inches and hangs easily with a nail or double-sided tape, which is included. It's handmade and hand-painted and made from a durable and classy resin. And you can get that on Amazon for about $27.95. And I'll be putting this link uh, up on our Facebook page. So that way, if you guys do want to check anything, uh, any of these pieces out, then by all means, you can uh, go ahead and buy them. Here's one that uh, is close to my heart on two sides. It is the Lego Central Perk set. Get double the dose of nostalgia with this Lego-sized set of Central Perk. The Lego recreation of the Cafe TV Studio set is packed with authentic details, including a menu board, cash register mugs, flowers, and even a cookie jar. All six main cast members are included in Lego minifigure form with a bonus edition of Gunther. Each of the characters are depicted with the signature item from the show, including Joey and his man bag and Phoebe with her guitar. The set includes more than 1,000 pieces in total. And of course, you can buy that as well for $47.99. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe there is a, a set for Monica and Chandler's apartment as well. Next up on our Friends TV show merch that you can own The Friends 50-Piece Vinyl Sticker Pack for those who like to slap stickers on their, boy, laptops, water bottles, whatever it may be. Fill your notebooks, walls, or fridge with vinyl stickers commemorating iconic quotes and catchphrases from the show's 10-year run. The stickers come in all shapes and sizes and feature a quick, uh, sorry, a mix of quotes and pictures. Looking at uh, the photo here, there's stickers for every situation from helping a friend move, pivot, obviously, to staking your territory in a shared fridge, Uh, Joey doesn't share food. And obviously you get uh, Smelly Cat, How You Doin', Unagi, No Uterus, No Opinion, and uh, the iconic I'll Be There For You from the Rembrandt song. Next up on the list is the Central Perk mug. Drink your coffee of choice from this replica Central Perk mug, which features the fictional cafe's iconic logo on both sides. The 24 ounce mug is big enough to hold multiple cups of coffee, cereal, or a small bowl of soup. It's dishwasher and microwave safe and BPA free. If you want a new brew to get you through your next Friends rewatch, well, you can buy it online for $11.99. Not a bad deal for a mug. Next up on the list is the Friends infographic poster. Maybe not my cup of tea. But there are generic cast posters that rip off famous black and white photographs. And then there's this, a full-color Friends infograph poster, that's actually pretty cool. That's in their opinion. Again, still not my cup of tea. The poster measures 24 by 36 inches and comes ready for framing. It contains memorable catchphrases, lines, and characters from the show. It makes a great conversation or trivia piece for the home or office. Luckily, it's cheap enough that if you do want to buy it, it's only $9.78. Apparently, there are products for every member of your family, including the dog with the squeaky, uh, sorry, squeaky friends dog toy. Your dog has probably seen friends almost as much as you have. So why not treat them to a squeaky toy inspired by the show? This pet toy is modeled after the turkey Monica wears on her head. In the one with the Thanksgiving, it even has sunglasses and a Fez. Uh, probably one of the funniest episodes. Uh, eh, I take that back. They're all funny episodes. Uh, that toy can be bought for $9.99. Fans of board games? Well, you know, obviously there is a Monopoly version of Friends. This fun, Friends-themed version of Monopoly is sure to inspire smiles every time you play, every space on the game's board. Has, the, has been renamed after an episode or show reference, except for jail and free parking. Favorite touch is that the traditional Monopoly tokens have been replaced with symbols that represent each of the six characters. This may be the closest we ever get to an actual game of Bamboozled, which would be fun to play. Uh, you can buy that one for $25.66. Uh, here's a great cross-promotional uh product the Nestle Toll House chocolate chip cookie set in the third episode of season 7 Monica desperately tries to decipher Phoebe's grandmother's chocolate chip cookie recipe only to discover that well spoiler alert it was actually a recipe from the back of a Nestle Toll House package Phoebe had misremembered her French grandmother's name as Nestle Toll House which leads to the underwhelming discovery This Nestle Toll House set includes the famous cookie mix and a mini cast iron skillet to bake up one large cookie in the oven. The individual size cast iron skillet measures five inches and can be used for other types of cooking as well. Doesn't say how much it is, but I'm sure it's easy to find online. Back in the realm of posters, you can also pick up the Central Perk poster. Take home a piece of Central Perk with this 23 by 34 inch poster which recalls the view through the window at one of TV's most famous coffee shops. I'd say that's not debatable. The durable, easy-care poster wipes clean without damaging the paper, and this is shipped in a tube to prevent creasing, and it's only 10 bucks, which is even that much better. Oh, if you are a chef, maybe like Monica, well, the one with all the recipes and unofficial cookbook for fans of friends might be up your alley. Courtney Cox may have played a chef on the show, but now you can attempt to be one in real life with this cookbook inspired by food-specific storylines on the show. From Phoebe's grandmother's not-so-secret chocolate chip cookie recipe, which we just mentioned uh, previously, to a classic Thanksgiving turkey, there are dozens of recipes here, all accompanied by full-color photographs and easy-to-follow instructions. The book is divided into sections, appetizers, sides, brunch, dinner, desserts, and drinks. And author Teresa Finney says the recipes are designed for all cooking skill levels and appetites. And again, it is reasonably priced at just $13.59. And then finally here, uh, let's find a good one to close out with. Ah, The capuchin monkey stuffed animal. Speaking of Marcel, who is actually a female capuchin monkey named Katie, the animal actor hasn't exactly been swinging off into the sunset since the end of Friends. It was announced recently that Katie is set to appear in Why the Last Man, a Brian K. Vaughn comic book being adapted for tele- uh, sorry, television on FX. Pick up your very own Marcel or Marty or Marsha or whatever you decide to name it with this stuffed capuchin monkey toy. The plush toy measures just over 8 inches tall and promises to be way easier to work with then you know, I'm a real life monkey, and again reasonably priced at fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Well, folks, that does do it for today's show. Again, want to remind everybody to vote on our Instagram story poll, which fittingly is friends versus Seinfeld. So yeah, that way, let us know what you think, and you have a chance at that loot crate subscription box. With well, today being TV Tuesday, we will be back tomorrow on a video game Wednesday. A lot of big news coming out of that world. So uh, stick with us. And in the meantime, we will see you all later. Have a great day, everybody.